Hey guys, welcome to Library Overload. This is Tavia. And this is Susie. Don't forget to go check out our blog where we post all of the books that we talk about and some little fact checks on our shenanigans. And that is just libraryoverload.home.blog. And then also check us out on Instagram where we're more interactive and we love chatting with you guys. And we are just Library Overload there. Hi guys, welcome back. Yes, welcome back. We are continuing on in January, trudging right along. <laughs> Sorry, forgive me if I sound a little scratchy. I've got some sinus crap going on, but I'm here and I'm alive. You're making it. You're you're doing it. Yes. You're doing the thing. <laughs> um, I will also apologize. <laughs> Because we are not doing a buddy read this month, and it You're the is worst. my You're the fault. Absolute worst. I I just I can't make decisions. I can't read anything like that is stressful. With with the choice of it, she's like, no, I can't. I can't do those. I can't do it at all. Yeah, just flat out. <laughs> I was like, no, uh, uh-uh, can't do it. Uh, there's a book that I tried starting because I've been excited about it for months, and it had it was pretty thriller-ish like like stressful things happen and I was like no this will have to be for a later time when I'm not crazy because you were firmly entrenched in the escapism of your romance genre and you have zero plans to reemerge at any time no you know this may just be just the romance here for me and that is fine this is where you live now it's fine I have read some really great books. I've got a new to me author that um, I had never read, That's but fun. I really enjoyed it. I was, I was, this is a, an author that I'll actually talk about later today, but it's an author that I had just not read before, but now she's got a huge backlist. I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> I know what I'm doing now. Well, that sounds fun though. Yes. So regardless, I will still have lots of books to talk about. It will just not be my normal, you know, like uh, dead bodies. And well, uh, you know, a break from dead bodies is is always appreciated. You know, I went through a a lot of those last year. I may have found them all. I don't know. Yeah. Someone with more time on their hands than you or I would probably find it intriguing to look back at our yearly reading patterns. And, like, find <laughs> trends in them and see, you know, what was going on in our lives at what time we're reading what. I think that would be interesting. I mean, not for me to do because it seems like a lot of work. But I, oh I gosh. the data would be interesting to have. But they would also need to know what was going on in our lives at that point in time as well. Right. And I can't tell you what I did yesterday, much less what I was doing today last year. Yeah. So I have yeah. a better like long-term memory than I do short-term memory. Uh-uh. I, it causes I have... many disputes in my household because Daniel will be like, you said that. And I'll be like, no, that didn't happen. And he's like, you, you did say that. No, you, you're making this up. So we have many disputes about it. I have the memory of a goldfish. Like I can't remember anything. Um, I remember like things that were done, but not things that were said. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I was helping out a friend today who I took a class with like three years ago. And she's like, do you remember they said that in class? No, no, I don't. Don't remember that at all. 
All right. I'm going to kick us off today. Shocking no one. I have another Bridgerton book. <laughs> you, you need to leave some of those for me, okay? Because I'm going to read them eventually. And then I, if, you, if you talk about literally all of them, I will not get to talk about any of them. And so then I'll have just read them for nothing to talk about. Okay, I have only read the first four, so the final four can be yours. But I can't, I can't just start at the end. So now, like now, I have to read all eight of them in order. Tavia, to I don't know what you want me to do. I want you to slow down. I want you to <laughs> be considerate of other people. Okay, you know it's kind of rude. I'm so sorry that my reading is bothering you. <laughs> well, you should be. Okay, <laughs> I will not apologize. Um, I said so. what I said. <laughs> you heard me. I've got an offer from a gentleman. Uh, same author, Julia Quinn. This follows the second eldest, Benedict. I love the name Benedict. It's. I like Cumberbatch. So, you know, okay. <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna keep going. Um, (laughs) are you on drugs that are making you loopy i i'm high as a kite (laughs) on dayquil no on nyquil i fought through i didn't i'm i was very cheap i did not want to buy both dayquil and nyquil and i was like well sleep is very important so i'm gonna go for the nyquil and i'll just fight through the sleepiness that it gives me oh dear and i am just like whoa it's fine. That's it's fine. <sighs> I will okay. bring you some day cold. <laughs> <laughs> An offer from a gentleman. Okay. So this one started out a little differently. This is very much a Cinderella-esque kind of story. So we follow Sophie. Sophie is the illegitimate child of a duke. Her mother passed away when she was young. She was less, yes, she was left on his doorstep. So he raised her as just his ward instead of his child. So she really was raised by servants. I know, such a jerk. When the duke finally married, he never told his wife that he was raising his illegitimate child. So she shows up. So she shows up with her two children and she's like, you will never be seen speaking to my children. You are not considered his child, like just awful human being. Um, She, when the Duke finally dies, he leaves it in his will that he'll leave so much to his spouse or he'll leave her this much more if she still continues to raise Sophie well she takes that as as long as she's clothed and fed she's raised and so Sophie ends up a servant in their home jerks I know so Sophie and Benedict meet in this gorgeous moment but because her being a servant and Benedict is second in line for Viscount it's not really a romance that should happen but what's really cool in this book is we get to see the matriarch of the Bridgerton family Violet really show her mama bear-ness and she absolutely is there for her kids she wants them to be happy no matter what and you really get to see that in this one so that was really cool because she's always a background character in the others Uh 
So it was lovely. It was so good. Benedict is a, a sweetheart. He's um, he's the artist. He just wants, you know, he's very sensitive yeah. and kind, and he just wants to be able to paint. And um, so this was a really sweet one. Um, I can't tell you which one is my favorite yet because I think that Eloise is going to be my favorite book. I just have this she feeling. She's spectacular in this show. Yes. Like when she comes in and everyone's in the room and she said, did you know that you don't even have to be married to have a baby? It's not even a requirement. <laughs> I, I lost it. That was the funniest scene that I've ever seen. It was hysterical. <laughs> well, the first time you ever meet Eloise, she... She is screaming, Daphne, make haste. <laughs> yeah. And she's spectacular. So I can't yes. wait to, to learn more about yes. her. Yes. Um, hers would be number five, since I'm allowing you to talk about number five. Um, oh, please, please act like that's going to actually become a reality. <laughs> Let's live in that fantasy world for a while. We um, all know you're going to get there and talk about it. Obviously, I could read it right now if I wanted to, and you can't stop me. <laughs> but yes. Sorry, guys. It's going to be a Bridgerton year. Like, I just... They announced that they're doing a second season. Obviously, I have died of excitement. Yes. Um, but yes, this one was also a lovely book as well. They all are. Would you just, like a Shonda Rhyme tidbit that you may not have known? I bet you I know it. Did you know that she co-wrote the second Princess Diaries movie? Oh, my God. No, I didn't know that. Ha! Yes! <laughs> I read that this morning and I was like, wow, that's fantastic. I, I had no idea. I didn't either. That's nuts. Yeah. Love the Princess Bride movies. Yeah. The first one was produced by Whitney Houston. I didn't know that either. Why do I not know things about the Princess Bride? Not the Princess Bride, the Princess Bride. No, Di- Princess Diaries. Sorry. Nightfall. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't know that at all. No clue. That's crazy. Although your queen is in it, so you should know. I know. Maybe that's it. Just because Julie Andrews is in it, I'm just like the whole time, <laughs> just like a child staring. Yeah. Um, y'all, when I started Bridgerton and Julie Andrews is the narrator, I lost my freaking mind and I desperately kept waiting to see her mm-hmm. and she's not physically in it. Mm-hmm. And it makes me so sad. It took um, me a few minutes to realize that was a narrator. And then I text Susie and she's like, of course I knew it was her. From the yes. very first syllable, we're connected. We're soul sisters. <laughs> yes. I mean, she doesn't know you're alive, but whatever. Yes, she does. She knows. <laughs> we're, we're, what is that? The red strand of fate connects us. That's, yeah, that is Julia. You really I. are living in fantasy land these days. It's fine. It's your book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you guys about this one because I've been wanting to read it for a while. And this is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. That's by V.E. Schwab. I know very little about this book. And I know no one that has actually read it. So this is exciting for me, too. Yes. It is legitimately magic. Okay? Like... Do you ever just, like, you're reading a book and you just need to stop because it's so beautiful that you're like oh my gosh like this is just a magical magical book okay <laughs> okay yeah so it's about Adeline LaRue and she is born in 1691 in France in Vion in this tiny little town in 
like you imagine Beauty and the Beast in her little provincial town. A little town full of little people. Yes, so that's where she's at. So when she becomes older, she's she's a dreamer. She has her head in the clouds. She does not want to get married. She wants to do her own thing. But um, in the early 1700s, France, that's like hard no, um, especially for a woman. So her parents have decided to marry her off at the age of 23 to this guy named Roger. Roger who wow, his, 23 is a little old for back then. She resisted real hard. And her okay. her family was finally like, no, the foot is down. This is happening. Way to dig in, girl. <laughs> yeah. Because her dad was kind of on her side, but her mom was like, no, enough is enough. This has gone on long enough. Uh, so Roger's first wife has died and he has three children. And he's like, okay, I'll pick her to be my new kid's mom. And so that's how this marriage is going to take place. Well, clearly Addie is like panicked and her friend that she grew up with this older woman who's kind of like the village witch told her about the old gods and so she goes and she's like trying to pray to the old gods to save her from this but nobody answers until she doesn't realize it's after dark and you don't pray to the gods who answer after dark but she doesn't realize it's turned dark because she's hysteric. She's run away from the wedding. And so finally a god answers her. But it's 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 the darkness. And he she she's so panicked and she does not want to deal with this wedding at all. So she makes a deal with him and sells her soul to uh, for freedom. Well, obviously she did not negotiate quite well enough. So he makes her immortal, but no one can remember her. She is forgettable. Literally no one remembers her. She tries to go back to her parents' house and they have no idea who she is. Mm. So she goes off. She's in Paris. So flash forward, we're in 2014. She's been alive 300 years. Or she's been cursed 300 years. And we come across Henry Strauss. And all of a sudden, he remembers Addie after they've met. And it freaks her out. She's trying to figure out why in the world... Is this guy remembering her when no one in 300 years has? And so they kind of form a connection. And Henry has his own secret that you find out later on. Um, and it's just beautiful. It, it tells her whole journey, what she's done over the 300 years. And every year on her anniversary, the darkness comes back. And he's like, are you ready to give me your soul? Are you ready to stop living so that I can reap our deal? And she's like, no. She's like so mad at him. She's like, I am never going to give in. I'm never going to give up because you screwed me in this deal. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so she stubbornly stays alive forever uh, for 300 years. But during their little dances, her and the, the darkness kind of form a connection, maybe not love, uh, but that's definitely a toxic version of it because he's the only person in 300 years that had been able to remember her until she meets Henry. And so she thinks the darkness has made a mistake. She's trying to figure it out. And so a lot of the plot takes place in 2014 in New York, where Henry and her are trying to figure out how in the world this is even possible. Um, and it's just absolute magic guys. I, I loved it so much. If I could give it 10 stars, I would. Oh yeah. 
Um, I'm dying to read it. It sounds awesome. Like, it sounds beautiful. Gorgeous. Just the writing and the the feeling, like, that you get when you're reading it. It, Books like that just don't happen to me all that much. Mm -hmm. Just books that make you feel like, oh, my gosh, this is something special when you're Mm -hmm. reading it. And you don't quite want it to be over. Um, but it, but you have to know what's, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just legitimately, it was absolutely stunningly beautiful. Oh, can't wait to read it. Uh, and it's a pretty large book, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I think, 460 some odd pages. Oh, okay. Um, For some reason, I thought it was like 600 or more. 440, 440 okay. pages. Okay. Um, but there's just so much in it, you know, mm-hmm. because you're you're going 300 years with Addie, and then you're going a couple of years with Henry, figuring out what secret he has that makes mm-hmm. him be able to remember Addie. Gotcha. Um, so pretty freaking incredible. I can't say enough good things about it. And I got it from Book of the Month, and I actually don't know what the real uh, uh, cover was but the book of the month cover is just gorgeous it is black with gold lettering and it has these stars Addie has seven freckles on her cheek that are stars and it's like a constellation across her and there you can see that on the cover of the book and it's just so pretty (laughs) I want to read it again for the first time like get the get the eternal sunshine machine and erase it and then read it again yeah gosh that movie that movie was a lot okay well my next book is nowhere near as good as that one um this was a two star for me but i will just share it briefly stingy star it wasn't it wasn't very good um (laughs) but this was down to you by michelle layton I'm going to be honest, guys. I heard it was smutty, and so I read it. And it was, it was fine. <laughs> um, so this is Olivia's story. She is just trying to get her way through school so she can go back to the farm and help her father um, with the farm. She's trying to get um, an accountant's degree so she knows how to do the numbers and stuff like that. For the farm, make sure the accounts are all right and everything. Well, she um, ends up having to live with her cousin, who's a very wealthy young woman that's kind of a turd. Her boyfriend is this beautiful man named Nash. Nash also has a twin brother named Cash. So Nash and Cash. Okay. And yeah. Um, And she is in love with both of them because Nash is, you know, this gorgeous man. He has money. He is such a gentleman. He treats her well, blah, blah, blah. Well, Cash is the sexy bad boy that owns a nightclub and and so she, she just desperately likes them both. And so it's her kind of doing this internal, like, which one do I choose? Nash is the better guy, but Nash is also with my cousin, but he's kind of cheating on her because he's also wanting to be with me. And it's just, it's this whole thing. Um, There is a twist that I did not see coming. Ooh. But it's still only two stars. 
this is the type of romance that would have been written maybe a decade or more ago where the woman just needs the man to do everything for her. She has to be rescued. She can't do it herself. And it's just like, God, I don't want to read misogynistic romance. Mm -hmm. This is the first book in a series. I will not be completing the series. I was fine with how it ended. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even worth the smut that I got out of it. So mm, That's a bummer. I know. It's fine. My next one is good, so that's okay. Well, that's good. Well, it does suck that you didn't love it, but, you know, that happens. We can't love them all. I know. I did, in fact, love my next book. So I'm going to talk about Take a Hint, Danny Brown by Talia Hibbert, which is the follow-up in the Brown Sisters series. Uh, Get a Life, Chloe Brown was the first one. We read that one as a buddy read, which was pretty spectacular. Mm -hmm. Love, love British romance and British, like, it's just the witticism we've talked about is just spectacular. But Danny Brown, she's Chloe's sister. Chloe and Redford, who were in the first book, they actually feature in this one a little bit. They're not main characters, but they're there. Um, You kind of get a follow up on them, which is nice. And the third one actually comes out in March. And Act Your Age, Eve Brown is the name of that one. And it'll, it'll be out March 9th of this year. But Tanky Hit Danny Brown was spectacular. It's about Danica Brown. And she is a genius academic type. She's a professor. She's getting ready to be on this panel, this discussion panel with her idol. So she's like super stressed, focused on work. And she has decided that romance, that relationships are are not for her. She is not good in a relationship. She doesn't like it. She just wants casual sex. Okay. She also says, universe, please send me the perfect casual sex partner. And that's what she, she asks for um, in less um, nice terms. She uses a fairly vulgar phrase. <laughs> but <laughs> so she, she's into crystals and things like that. And so she says, you know, universe, this is what I need right now. And then we talk about Zafir and Sari. He used to be a rugby player. He was a semi-famous rugby player, but something happened to him and he stopped playing. And he kind of is, is a bit hiding right now. And he has taken a job at the university where Danica works. Well, during an emergency drill, I think it's an active shooter drill, Mm. Danica's a bit scattered and doesn't remember that it's a drill and gets stuck in an elevator. And is like, you know, full on panicking um, because she can't get out of the elevator. Well, Zafir rescues her and he's carrying her out of the building and it's caught on video and they go viral. And... He has actually just started a nonprofit organization uh, charity to kind of address some of the issues that he has. It's actually for young adolescents to get in touch with their mental health. Okay. So he uses rugby to help boys be connected with their mental health. And that, that that's super cool. Um, he's, you know, gone through this traumatic event in his past And so he uses that to help kids. Well, because the video goes viral, lots of people become interested in his charity. 
And so he asks Danica to fake a relationship with him for a little while to help boost his charity. And she's like, sure. I mean, I like helping kids. You know, this Mm -hmm. is fun. Uh, But they have an insane amount of chemistry. And, you know, fake relationships usually don't work. So they end up kind of uh, falling in love. And Danica's hesitant because she's decided relationships aren't for her. Um, and Zafir is a very in touch with his emotional side, romance reading, wants the happily ever after, uh, which is kind of, you know, reversed because you see that a lot the other way around. Um, so it was just, it was spectacular all the way around. Five stars, hilarious. The humor in it was just spectacular. Was the crazy aunt or grandma of whoever? Gigi. Gigi was Gigi. in it. Yeah. Yes. The semi-famous older grandma who has a lesbian life partner. Yes. Love her. Yeah. She's in it. Yeah. Didn't we decide that we both wanted to be Gigi when we got old? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That's what my dogs call me because my stepdaughter is the mom. So I'm grandma, but I want to be grandma or nana or whatever. So I chose Gigi based on Chloe and Danny's grandma. Because she's she's fantastic. Y'all are weird. Well, you know. <laughs> okay. Yes, I cannot wait to read that. Can't wait to read the third one, too. Yeah. Fantastic. I love I love Talia Hibbert. Dang it. She writes another series. She does, yeah. Hold on. Because I think I've, I've read another one of them. No, I was wrong. Dang it. I thought for a second that uh, Talia <clears throat> also wrote the Hot and Hammered series, but it's Tessa, not ah, Talia. I got um, Dang it, I was going to be so excited because then I would be like, in your face! But That's funny. I can't do it. But okay. I do, I love the way that she writes. She writes real characters with real issues. Like in the first one, Chloe Brown, she had fibromyalgia, so she had a chronic mm-hmm. illness. And this one, um, Zafir has gone through something really traumatic that changed his whole trajectory of his life, and we deal with that. We also, you know, have Danny, who is not the heroine your previous book who needs someone to rescue her she's like you know her own person she's living her own life she doesn't need him mm-hmm. that sort of i just i love that she writes that in with the romance and there's some smut in there and it's fantastic and the humor is just incredible so i loved it loved it loved it that's awesome okay i also have a book written by an author of color um this one is a Princess in Theory by Alyssa Cole. Um, this was awesome. So we we first meet Naletti. And she uh, her parents died when she was very young. And so she was just bounced around um, in the system. Raised in different multiple different foster homes. Things like that. Well she is now um, in postgraduate school. Is that right? Is that the right term? Postgrad? Yeah. She's a postgrad. She is studying viruses, illness. Like, oh, cool. uh, and, so, and so part of me was like, oh, this is a weird book Epidemiology. Right now. And- Epidemiology. That's the word. I and haven't so- given you a word in a while. That was fun. <laughs> I know. I've been doing so good. I blame it's just because you're high. It's fine. Yes. I blame the NyQuil. Uh, so she is working her butt off she does she know you know she does her postgrad stuff in the in the daytime and then she's a waitress at night lives in a shoebox in new york city so that's that's naletti we also meet tabisto 
and he is a prince from a small country in Africa. Coming to America! Not quite. (laughs) So he was betrothed at a very young age to Naledi. But when they were young, Naledi and her parents ran away, never to be heard from again. Oh, interesting. So um, Tabiso has kind of tasked his assistant with finding her. And she finally has. So she's been emailing Naledi saying, you are the betrothed um, princess to Prince Tabiso of this country and blah, blah, blah. And obviously Naledi is like, oh, an African prince is contacting me? Sure. That's real. <laughs> and so she's just been deleting these emails. Well, eventually, to be so decide that it's time to go to New York and find her and bring her home to take her rightful place as his bride. And when he gets there, she is completely different than what he's expecting. So he shows up to her work where she is expecting a new hire to show up. <laughs> and so when he gets here, he's she's like, here. This table needs kale. Take it to them. And like and, and just throw stuff at this prince who has been waited on his entire life. He oh, ends funny. up just pretending to be Jamal, who's needing to be trained for this job. He ends <laughs> up starting a fire, dropping drinks, like just awful. She ends up firing him at the end of the night. <laughs> And so Did the real Jamal never show up, I guess. He paid Jamal to leave. Oh, that's yeah. Jamal ended up showing up, but he was like, Oh, wait, no, I will give you ten thousand dollars to leave right now. <laughs> um so and then when he ends up getting fired, he then asks her neighbor to move out for a couple of weeks so he can stay in her building and get to know her. He's just throwing money at people to be this stalker guy. And then, of course, he he's finally like, wait, how am I supposed to tell her that I'm not Jamal? Like, and so it's just insanity. And hilarious. It's just nuts. Meanwhile, there's an outbreak of a virus in his country, and he's having to deal with that and thing. And so it's just, it's so good. Um, Yeah, it's so good. It's it's so funny Um, because Naledi is straight up a New York City woman, very independent, works her butt off, and to be so is just. The polar opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so just seeing them together, like butting heads is so funny. She takes him on his first experience in a subway and he's like, dear God, are those rats? And she's like, boy, you don't even know. (laughs) It's so funny. That is funny. But yeah, it was awesome. Um, The library has all of the books in this series. She has a royalty series. So sign me up for all of them. That sounds Um, awesome. Yes, y'all know I love royalty, so very excited to read the best of them. Yes. If you want to read them, you better hurry up. No, I'll 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 take a line behind you. It's fine. Thank you. Thank you. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, there we are, guys. That's some good stuff. Yes. We had some great reads. Only one bad one. Yeah. And it was I you because it. you suck. Uh, no, it just means that I have read more than you so far this year because I am awesome and you suck. Yes, this is true. <laughs> but yeah, guys, um, 
loving what we're reading. I am uh, three ahead of where I should be for the year. Nice. Much excited. <laughs> Maybe this will be my year. Do it. Do it. We will I have see. my coloring thing that you finally, finally got to me that I have yet to color in. I'm, I'm behind on mine already. Ugh. I feel like life is just stressful. <laughs> yes. And there's not enough hours in the day. But it's really cute. We should post some pictures of, of what they look I'll, like on the Instagram. I'll post mine today. Okay. They are super cute. And um, I made a delivery to Caitlin to get hers for her. Um, so she could put it in a box and never see it again. Yeah. I don't even know why she asked for one. <laughs> <laughs> but I am excited to get mine um, colored in and get started. I've read a few books, um, and I want to get back into some romances, but I'm actually trying to sprinkle in a few other things here and there just for the sake of it. Mm -hmm. so I can't talk about we don't become a romance podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are several romance podcasts, like mm -hmm. several. Yeah, there are several of them. I am slowly reading Barack Obama's book. Right. It is quite dense. He yeah, is he is a loquacious person anyways, mm -hmm. but like we're 30% in and I'm still only a few months into his first term. Oh wow. And so I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I uh, talked to my grandma the other night and she's actually reading Kamala Harris's a book and I didn't know she had one, so that's mm -hmm. going on my TV read list immediately. In her eyes. In her eyes. That's not right. I love talking about books with my grandma. It's special. I loved that too. Not that she would be at all pleased with me reading Barack <laughs> Obama's book, but um, also hot and hammered. Could you imagine talking to your grandma about that? <laughs> grandma? This book was awesome. Have you heard of it? <laughs> I don't talk to my grandma about the smut books either. Oh my gosh! I bet your granny would like the smut books. I don't know. She's she's a unicorn. That's what Daniel calls her because she's she's 77 and she's a country woman Democrat. <laughs> and so she's like a magical unicorn. And Daniel says she must be protected at all costs. <laughs> um, so she's she's uh, she's my hero. I love her. She's spectacular. I was the first grandkid, so we have this, you know, this bond that's just oh yeah. Different. Um, the first grandkid is the best grandkid, to be yes, quite honest. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we spent, you know, a lot of time together, and we have similar tastes in reading. So we exchange books, and then we talk about them. And I'm reading a book now that I'll talk about in a week or so. Um, that kind of read a bit like some of my family and I called her to ask her about some dates of things that happened in our family. And we ended up on the phone for an hour sure, uh, just talking about stuff and I didn't get any more reading done, <laughs> but it was, fine. it was fun. It just, I really enjoy those chats and, and being able to share that, that passion with her. Oh yeah. Yeah. There would be weekends where I went and stayed with my grandma and we would just sit in the living room and read, like Bye. not talk, just read. Yeah. But, guys, I hope you guys have had a wonderful first month of the year. Yes. Next time we'll be back, it will be February. Ooh, I don't I think there were it. actually any verbs in that sentence. No. <laughs> but, yes, guys, um, I hope you guys have a wonderful reading week. Please share what you're reading with us. We always want to know. Um, but, yeah, check us out on Instagram and chat with us there, okay? All right, and we will chat with you next week. 
All right. Bye. Bye.